The following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to the hotline. I'm Primetime DJ Shine, live, taking your calls. It's Spice Night. What up, Tad? Uh, you, you won me over with the DJ Primetime DJ Shine. You know that. So. That was right. Champion of many a backyard promotions. Uh, by far, Hall of Famer. And uh, yeah. Hall of Famer in the world of love as well. Uh, so, yeah. How are you doing here? To, how are you doing tonight, Todd? Because I'm very excited because we've been getting a lot of these Skin Max double features. And uh, I'm looking forward to reviewing them with you. Yes. Been uh, going down a, a memory lane, a, a Skin Max memory lane. And I've been having a good time. Uh, so, with that being said, we'll jump right into our first feature uh which is midnight confessions from director alan shustek gonna get into that because that's not uh that's not really that's not really the director exactly but uh before i get ahead of myself in midnight in, in midnight confessions a slash all excited <laughs> i am i'm very excited i'm hyped okay. take a breath you got it <laughs> So, a slasher stalks and kills prostitutes to the sensuous rhythms of DJ Vanessa's voice. Detective Harris searches for Vanessa's deftly passionate band before he finds her and kills her. Uh, so, Midnight Confessions, uh, Alan Shustick is actually a pseudonym for adult director Duck Dumont's. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with that name, he popped up right at the tail end of the golden era and uh, mostly known for post-golden era uh, adult films like uh, Passion Pit, uh, Sex Dreams on Maple Street, Cottontail Club, Club with Amber Lynn. I, I had that one back in the day. Um, also, classics like I Cream of Genie. That's a good one. I know Todd owned that one. Alice in Whiteland, its sequel, Alice in Blackland, very clever. Um, also, Beds, Butts, and Breakfast, uh, Black Man. Uh, oh, sequel, a sequel to the sequel, The Erotic Adventures of Black Man and Anal Woman. And then the Black Man and Anal Woman 2, Liquid Love, Luscious Baker Girls. I have those two. We can cover those sometimes. Breast Friends and the Pussy Fingers series. So he is a legend, Duck Dumont, uh, RIP, I believe he's passed away, unfortunately. Uh, but that's where he comes from. Not uh, really known for directing, quote unquote, uh, legit films, but uh, he did do this one. Uh, we also, as Vanessa, have Carol Hoyt, uh, who, so I was not like many people my age, a Power Rangers kid. But uh, I know, obviously, many people my age and uh, even younger were. And Carol Hoyt played for 45 episodes of Power Rangers Turbo, which I 
was probably what the second series. I don't know. That was that was yeah. That could have been after your time. I remember. It was still the nineties. So okay. she played uh, Demetria Dibatox. Uh, I'm assuming the villain for forty five episodes of that. She was also in uh, American Tigers with Cynthia Rothrock. Um, she plays our our DJ here. Um, we also have in the cast uh, Richard Lynch, who plays Detective yeah. Harris, uh, who definitely feels at times like they shot a lot of his stuff just on his own, where he was just randomly reacting <laughs> to people who weren't there. Um, it's not we, a new trick, Asylum. <laughs> not a new trick by any means. Um, we have Amy Rochelle, uh, in a small role, and she uh, will be covering one of her movies at some point here on because uh, uh, she's on one of the Skin Max titles. Uh, Monique Parent, uh, one of my all time favorites, and uh, one that I did want to talk about the late adult film actress Tori Sinclair plays uh, uh, Alan here. Um, she used to work under the, the name Lisa Sutton, and she also worked under uh, Tori Sinclair. Uh, although she was known for adult films, she did a lot of classic softcore work, uh, including Lolita 2000, uh, which is a wonderful movie. Uh, she was in uh, Scandalous Behavior with Shannon Tweed and James Hong, The Exotic House of Wax, another one I'm quite fond of, Scanner Cop 1 and 2. She was also in that, and uh, she did a guest spot on Silk Stockings and Vinegar Syndrome. I've, I've requested it before she was in tough and deadly with rowdy piper and billy blanks so she had a good mainstream career and she sadly uh passed away a couple of years ago randomly way too soon uh so i wanted to put her over tori sinclair very beautiful very talented and uh yeah so todd unfortunately this uh this episode this movie. uh this movie sorry <laughs> in the femme fatales mode uh this movie is cut on this double feature uh it becomes really obvious uh, the lesbian scene between monique parent and tori sinclair starts and it just cuts away totally before they even take their clothes off so i was a little bit unsure uh what was going on this dvd runs 74 minutes 39 seconds and it the actual uncut running time is an hour, 21 minutes, uh, which uh, I confirmed and you confirmed. Uh, so uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I couldn't, until we, I got to that scene, I wasn't sure because this one, this one wasn't like unusually bump and grind or, or anything. I mean, there was plenty of skin. There is still plenty of skin. Um, but unfortunately, the way they cut that one scene, it, it's obvious. Uh, if they if they didn't do that, I might not have. That could that. honestly be the only thing that got cut too. It's pot. Yes. So I did. So I did some digging, Tad. I channeled. I, I'm of course I'm better, but I channeled Mister Skin, and I did some deep diving, and I found the uncut scene, which runs a little over two minutes. So there were probably some other cuts here and there. Um, and that it's unfortunate. This is not a a great movie, anyways. Um, if you're not into these types of films, which you and I are, so I I still had a good time with it. 
and I got to ask you, since you're a little bit older than me, did hookers in the 90s still have 80s hair? I didn't pick up hookers. Well, you came across them, Todd. It's <laughs> Los Angeles, Todd. They were there. Hookers Come in the on. 90s, did they still have 80s? They, Yeah, they, they did have the big hair because that was like horrible, yeah. I guess. It, it was, yeah. I mean, yeah, all of them. I think that's more movie horror. We, we, yeah, because this one I was like, okay, so this is 94, uh, according to the DVD, 95. Um, and I was like, man, to visually like just get that over, I think, to the average middle of America, that big hair and that look they're gonna get, it's a hooker, okay, yeah, because we kicked this off and I was like, wait a minute, this. Was this did this sit on the shelf a while or something? Because uh, you know, I thirty I, years old, thirty years old. That's where we're at on this one. Yeah, weird, <laughs> uh, <laughs> strange. There's some cast that aren't with us anymore, and uh, yeah, strange. Um, so we do get a small role from Julie Strain. If you're a fan of hers, it's a very short scene. She's essentially just uh, you know rubbing a phone on her titties uh while she's talking to the dj uh, pretty sure probably but... still shot at her house too <laughs> <Even back laughs> then. Yeah, most likely my house. <laughs> yeah we just need you for a day it'll be a good payday uh anything for you duck uh so she she rubs <laughs> the phone on her nipples and licks the receiver and uh, you see you see tna from her but that's that's it not a major role from julie strain Uh, For some reason in my head, I thought she was in this a little bit more, and unfortunately not. Uh, And that's frustrating, because I'm a huge Julie Strain guy. I'm also a huge Monique Parent guy, uh, this being cut. You can find, again, that uncut scene is out there. I'm pretty sure it was on the VHS, but I I cannot confirm that. Somebody, if you still have the VHS and you want to confirm that in the comments, very much appreciated. But... um, so, so yeah, so this one, um, pretty typical setup. I, I think if you're a fan of Carol Hoyt, who does do nudity, and I wasn't too sure because it doesn't come till much later in the film, uh, that's there. Uh, it's, you know, again, if you're just discovering these for the first time, I mean, Richard Lynch is in it. Uh, we get the worst fake mustache and beard job ever on our villain. Whoa, 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 whoa. Second worst. You cannot forget Sleepaway Camp mustache. It's basically oh, cardboard. But yeah, yes, okay. this is number two. I agree. That was in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't beat Sleepaway Camp. This is definitely bottom of the barrel, pretty much, for this genre. Um, and again, if it wasn't cut, I'm sure I know I would be a little bit uh, higher, so keep that in mind. Uh, very anticlimactic ending. It, it it's just like they don't even really show it. It's like an afterthought, and I was like, oh man, that's kind of lame. Uh, so unfortunately, we get some. There's some humor to be had. There's some very like. There's some very uh, funny and unnatural adult film dialogue. In this, that popped me a few times, some political incorrectness, but, but generally speaking, I would I would pitch it to Power Rangers fans if you if you wanted to see Carol Hoyt's character naked, you get to see her in the shower and she has a love scene. 
Um, but very bizarre ending. I, I, that's another thing. I mean, I can't imagine why that would have been cut, but that could be part of the cuts too. And unfortunately I got to just review, uh, this disc and yeah, by being too harsh, Todd, did you enjoy it? You know, for a movie that promises a maniac killing prostitutes, you'd think I'd like it a lot more, but <laughs> it was all right. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have anything like acting. I didn't mind like the the porno level dialogue or some of the in in there because that kind of just adds to the the B movie charm. It, yeah, it, yeah, it just needed to go harder. I think in either the the hoe killing or i don't know and then then just the the whimper of an ending i think that hurt it i think they could have amped up a few elements and this could have been a lot a lot better for me yeah i i don't like uh <laughs> i mean this is an erotic thriller like show me what was what happened there i shouldn't have to piece it all together this isn't a fucking david lynch film um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so my my rating's not super low. Uh, I'm giving it a two, and I will say that scene with Monique Parent and uh, uh, Sinclair very very erotic, very hot. I did remember that from back in the day, uh, but it's not here, so it'd probably go up a little bit higher if it was. Well, I'm gonna give it that extra half just because I didn't have to sit through another lesbian scene just and you deprived Dan of it. So I'm gonna stick with a two and a half. That's it will not up. be penalized for no lesbian scene. That's fucked up. But you know, in all in all truth, like if um it doesn't I'm not an I I'm obviously I'd I'd much prefer it all be there. But with this, it didn't affect the story, so it didn't really bother me while watching it. Okay, okay. Well, the Power Rangers girl has a nice booty, so there's that. We gotta ask Pugs, because he's definitely the gener. well, you are too, but he actually watched, but I don't know if that one is, like, the generation after, because he might have cycled out by then. It's weird, because I remember, of course, everybody being into it, and again, I was a weird kid. If it had any kind of, like, horror element to it, I would check it out, but I just, I didn't watch a lot of kids stuff. And it, I do remember was, seeing that first movie because my brother wanted to see it and I did go and it just didn't do anything for me. If it would have been a decade earlier, I probably would have watched it because it is very Godzilla-like. Like it, it has that feel and that tone. Yeah. Of, and I watched like, Ultraman a little bit later in life. So go figure. I mean, so, that's. Yeah. it's. It, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But. <laughs> We'll we'll ask him. He'll 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 tell us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll if not, well, he'll up. be in for a surprise. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So the next one I am very excited to talk about. So uh, uh, our next film is from 1995, and iconic director, iconic director, writer Lee Frost. Uh, Private Obsession. Uh, so this film. Obsessed with their beauty, Richard Tate has kidnapped Emmanuel Griffith in an attempt to brainwash her into becoming the perfect woman, his woman. Um, so I've got a lot to say about this movie, and I know you do too, but uh, if you're unfamiliar with the name Lee Frost, this guy, 
is exploitation and grindhouse royalty. Um, it's it's kind of sad that more people don't know the name. He directed uh, 1969's Love Camp 7, which was an early precursor to the Elsa films and Salon Kitty. Uh, absolutely uh, ahead of the game. Uh, he also did. He also directed uh, 1965's The Defilers. You uh, something weird video fans out there uh we'll know that one it's on blu-ray now um it's that's also like early exploitation gold uh, an early roughie that he uh actually co-director uh david f friedman on that one uh he was all over the place he also did a 1972's the thing with two heads which is a fucking blast uh chain gang women uh my all-time favorite, uh, a lot of people put it in the nudie cutie uh, label, House on Bear Mountain, House on Bear Mountain, which was the nudie cutie with Universal Monsters. Uh, so if you're a a fan of early sexploitation, come Halloween, I highly recommend you watch House on Bear Mountain. It's so fun. Uh, he also did, uh, under the nudie cuties, uh, Surf Tide 77, which was an early one. The Western exploitation film Hotspur, Black Gestapo. He also uh, touched the Mondo genre with uh, Mondo Freudo and Mondo Bizarro. And he was the writer. One of my all-time favorite movies, uh, Race with the Devil. He wrote that, uh, which is a great, great drive-in movie. Uh, so this this move this private obsession is kind of historical because this was uh, director Lee Frost's last film, and he hadn't directed anything for ten years before this. This was his uh, swan song in, in 1995. And um, Lee Frost, I, I know in the past, different reviews and retrospectives on him, he's always been accused of misogyny. Uh, in his past films, and this boy is just not going to change anybody's <laughs> mind. Uh, he he also briefly did it. He did a triple X movie called Climax of Blue Power, which is on Blu-ray. Um, so this is this one's unique. Uh, it stars Shannon Weary, erotic thriller royalty, as Emmanuel Griffith, and that that also puts this in that massive Emmanuel canon. There's yep. 400 plus films that have loose ties uh, and are considered Emmanuel movies. And she's a very, uh, they, we kind of set her up as this uh, sort of ultra feminist fashion model. Um, and, and uh, again, this is another one I've seen, but it, it you know, you watch it again with uh, fresh eyes and you know in, in 2024 uh i don't remember her essentially at times at times through this movie being mostly pushed as the villain uh really i mean she's kidnapped by this guy uh and you get this you get this vibe that lee frost is kind of trying to make her the problem it's it's insane uh it's like he knew this was it and he just decided to unload some shit uh on this film um and uh you know we kind of go a little bit over the top at the beginning she's uh, getting some award and she's uh talking about equal pay for women and 
who wants that? <laughs> but you got to understand in between all of this, <laughs> like they're making her be like a bitch. Like she's complaining about this dog that's in a shoot with her. She's mean to her assistant. And uh, it, it's just, they set her up to be a really nasty person. Again, not saying that, that the, that what she's pushing for is bad, but Lee Frost seems to think so at times. So, uh, so Richard at the beginning, we're watching him just kind of watching her, stalking her on the street, and obviously, uh, he uh, he kidnaps her and locks her in this uh, this room essentially in uh, in his house, and it's a battle of wills. The tone on this one is strange. Um, he, there's a scene where she tries to escape through an air vent or not an air vent. It was like a doggy door. Um, and she gets stuck. Uh, it's kind of predicting some hub trends that would come later. Cause he's got to <laughs> like, he's got to like grease up her titties to get her out. Uh, and it's very ahead strange. of his time. It's a bizarre movie. It's so funny because it's it's unbelievably offensive. I can't imagine some people watching it watching it now, uh, and I say that in the funniest way. Um, he so this Richard character is never really portrayed as being overly sinister, which again is weird. <laughs> it's it's a very strange movie. I thought they might go more Stockholm syndrome direction with it but that's that's not really what this is um you know there's a there's a scene where shannon weary because he withholds like food and water has to drink out of a toilet and i was just like jesus christ lee <laughs> you were going i don't know who j who jaded you <laughs> but goddamn um uh, a little atypical in a lot of ways from from most erotic thrillers it's you see every, I mean, there's a lot of great Shannon Weary full on nudity. There's less sex than normal because other than the very beginning, this is essentially her and him in this house. Um, but that's not the only <laughs> problematic element to this. It's not a problem for you or me. It's hilarious. Oh, I love this movie. <laughs> I'll tag you in here in a minute, but Bo Svensson. Holy shit. Again, they don't portray him as like a, he's the the detective that's trying to solve this case. A lot of times it felt like you didn't even need that that part of this movie at all, but uh we get we get the scene with the Asian stereotype character but where he's trying to interview this woman and the running gag is he can't understand anybody that's, that's not born in America <laughs> and imagine this actress playing. Uh, it's, it's kind of a callback to mad TV. I was waiting at one point. I swear she almost said he looked like a man. And if you're a mad <laughs> TV fan, like you'll get it. Like it, it's a running gag of him just not understanding foreigners and there's another scene where he's on a phone with a guy and this like mariachi music starts playing. <laughs> and it, 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 that's like the running gag. So it's not only sexist, it's racist. Oh, yeah. Lee, Lee Frost hated women and minorities. 
<laughs> Definitely. It's like, would she, when they have her say Cadillac or Lincoln, I could not. I was like, they set her up to say it. And I was like, they're really going to do Oh my God. That, wow. I was like, that, 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 even that, I was like, that's a little much. <laughs> it has to be seen to be believed. And obviously, when I saw this as, as a teenager, I'm sure some of it registered, but holy shit, did I forget? Um, I don't know. Just set life whew. goals for me. <laughs> I was laughing so hard my side hurt. Um, I, I'm going to say if you're watching Flesh Wound After Dark, you're not easily offended. So you can overlook a, a lot of this. But but yeah, hey, Bo Svensson even has a you people speech. To, <laughs> to the black cop. Todd, hot tag. I could not believe this movie. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, the the it's funny because he kind of looks like a bootleg Frankie Avalon, so you're kind of like, okay, he's you know, and even like his speech patterns that, that had me laughing when he's doing this stuff. The first thing I was watching this, I got a little too deep while watching this. So there's a scene in the limo, knockout gas is used. Yeah, and I'm thinking so. Like knockout gas was like always a big thing in like movies in the the 80s and 90s. Oh, even and back to the 60s, James Bond. Yeah. Yes, but I. It really like kind of fell out of favor in like around the nineties. So it's like the tail end. But I was like thinking like I was getting a little too into it. And I was like, Well, if he doesn't turn the gas off and he just keeps letting it run and isn't she just gonna die? Like when you <laughs> knock someone out with gas, like aren't you taking a chance or not gonna wake up? But I, I was being a little too uh realistic, I guess. But um one thing in the beginning that I thought was funny, like because um, when he's when he's off, I can't remember where he went the first time, but she's ringing the buzzer and she's screaming. She's so fucking mad. She's just like, yeah, like it's the fucking end of the world. And it's like the first fucking day. Like you figure she she does it like and he doesn't get a response. He's not going to just start screaming like a motherfucker. He's just gonna be like, all right, I'll try it again later. It's the first fucking day. She's fucking going bad shit insane. I was like, all right, bitch. You, that's why you're chained up. <laughs> Todd sympathized with uh, Richard. Uh, I mean, he was cooler, but that whole Avalon thing wasn't working for me. Didn't say um, good idea. There's a reason I also loved breeding farm, Dan. Breeding farm so much, Dan. Yes, I I get it. I was watching this. I was like, Todd is in heaven right now. Oh my god, so was took me three days to watch it. <laughs> this movie is unbelievable. Um, oh, we got to do a watch party with Pugs. I'm <laughs> Pugs does does have to experience this. Uh, I, I was thinking that too. Um, it, it and again, it delivers. I mean, Shannon Weary is disrobed for a good chunk of the film. Uh, you see everything. Uh, so so that's all there. There's only uh, she has a couple scenes with Richard. It's an erotic thriller so mild spoiler alert they do fuck um and then there's a very brief scene at the beginning so it's it's not heavy on the bump and grind but they do get her out of her clothes a lot but man it's just funny it's just funny and and there's portions of it that are kind of shitty again the whole investigation portion of it's all kind of pointless uh except that's because essentially bo svensson's comic relief uh wow. I thought it was offensive enough, but when Bo Svensson showed up, I was like, holy 
shit. Uh, this, this should be in a time capsule that people dig up uh, just to discover like what it was like in the 90s. It's 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 if you're a fan of Lee Frost, you should 100% check this one out again. It's the only film he did in the 90s, it was the last film he ever did. Um, and legit icon of exploitation cinema. And even in look, we talk about some of these films, some of them uh have have not aged well as far as. Is you know where we're at, uh, you know, socially in 2024. Uh, but n- I can't think of one off the top of my head quite like this. Uh, this is a one of a kind cult movie that you really, you really need to experience. And if you're watching this show, it gets my highest of highest recommendations because, uh, again, I just had so much fun watching it. Uh, Todd, I'll beat you to it. I'm giving it a five. All right. Well, I was going to tell you one more thing before that, but we'll get it out of the way. Oh, we Obviously, can keep going. Oh, no, no. I, it's just a little, a little thing I was going to share. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a five on this, obviously. I mean, you knew that was coming. Richard Tate. Yeah. Something. Here's a. Here's a relation with todd factor we see him drive his car once yeah his car appeared to be a night well i say appeared to be because it could be anywhere from 79 to 85 but looking at the size that was a little smaller because they only changed the body style slightly those years and little mm-hmm. tiny whatever um 1985 cadillac elder not a Baritz, but a cadillac eldorado the Baritz was like the top of the line model. They still look the same. Mm-hmm. The one has a few extras, but I own the same car, so I was very excited when I saw it. Oh, nice, nice. Yes, that was yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, just because I got a I picture ready. Uh, I miss that car very much, though. Uh, that that's that's your car, not just no. This picture. one is not actually my car. My rims were different. I didn't take enough pictures, but it's the same thing that even has the sunroof. Um, I it doesn't have the gold package mine had, but okay, it's a good looking car. It it is. That's yes. All right. I, I regret not having it anymore, but we'll just don't make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> there is another uh, name in this film. Rip Taylor has a. Oh yes, great... how did we leave Mister yeah. T out? <laughs> he plays Mister T, as a very flamboyant travel agent. Uh, Although with Lee Frost, how hard he went with some of the rest of this, I'm surprised he didn't uh, go even further with that character, to be honest. But uh, yeah, if only yeah. he lived for a private obsession too. This would have been my <laughs> night eye. Sorry, you got you got overthrown. I I do the one thing I was going to say. We've talked about the Shannons before, mm. and I think I've flipped as a youngster. I was definitely more tweed over over worry. But Both have aged very well. They have. And I think yeah. now, though, I kind of prefer her. Like, if you movie wise, though, they're, they're all still classics, but I'm just yeah. saying, as, as, my, as I've grown up to adulthood, and, you know, I think, yeah, I think she's more the more attractive lady. If I knew, if I had no connection to them and they were just both standing before me, didn't, you know, had no inkling of them being in these movies or anything, I would probably go weary too. Uh, they're, they're both still drop dead gorgeous. Uh, 
I, I've seen recent photos of both. Uh, it's wild. Uh, they they could still fucking do these movies. That, that that's how strong I feel. There's some funny things in this. I don't know if you noticed when she's like stuck in the doggy door, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, when she's actually stuck in it, you could see that thing was much bigger. When she's in the room, it's literally like a little like doggy door that she couldn't even get her fucking head through. Uh, so I thought that was a funny little uh, uh, goof in the film. Uh, there's also points where it's like it really feels like you could have just gotten out of this quite easily by just shutting up and not <laughs> not being a dick to him at times and and <laughs> getting him to to just lock you back up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it might make some of you mad, but it's so over the top. I mean, how are you offended by it? You just gotta laugh. It it's. And I again, my sides fucking hurt watching this. So uh, it does get a it does get a, a high recommendation. We say it all the time. I sound like a broken record, but they don't make them like this anymore. You'll you'll probably never get anything like this again. This is a, a special point in time when it comes to these types of uh, erotic thrillers that it's just never going to happen again. Um, and. R.I.P. Lee Frost, uh, you woman hating, <laughs> possibly racist old bastard. Uh, but you knew how to make an entertaining movie, and <laughs> this one, yeah. And even the ones where they're out and out racist, they're still pretty damn entertaining. <laughs> Mostly, I mean, I, most of his stuff's more uh, on the the woman hating <laughs> than anything else, but. Watch the thing with two heads back to back with this. Ooh. <laughs> we yeah. that Ooh. needs that 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 needs to be a watch along with pugs too. <laughs> I would I would like to to review at some point thing with two heads. It's I mean it wouldn't be for after dark next comedy. month. We got it next month. Oh, not maybe not February, but um, <laughs> we on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we. Go down his filmography, guys, because he he did a lot, and he did a lot of different stuff too. Uh, he, he touched different things, and uh, a, a good chunk of it's available on disc now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and he didn't direct it, but he wrote "Race with the Devil." That movie is insane. I mean, double that up with uh, with "Thing with Two Heads," and that's a great drive-in night at the movies, and. Whew. All right, so I think uh, I think we've uh, jacked this one off enough. Uh, oh, lots of music in this. I didn't point that out. There's some interesting music. I, I wouldn't mind the soundtrack to this because mm. there's there's a lot of music in this film. Not just the the jazz, typical erotic thriller kind of jazz saxophone stuff either. Uh, this had multiple songs in it, so who knows? Maybe there's some obscure release on vinyl out there i i don't know and if not no <laughs> if not terror vision get on it i want a private obsession vinyl i haven't bought vinyl since lockdown but you know what you put it out i will buy the private obsession vinyl and at least put it up on my wall and frame it so all right guys uh join us we'll uh, be doing more of these skin max double features and we hope you enjoy it and We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Good Come evening. Again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come again.
hard. Yeah.